Thank you. He told Job, he said, God's just. And men are going to get exactly what is deserved from a just God. And he said, anything that has happened to you, to your children, you remember how the Lord was pleased to take Job's children? He said, God is just. And so knowing the advice that had been given Job from, I'm sure, a well-meaning friend, but it was that which caused Job some real heartache. Job then said, in chapter 9, verses 1 and 2, Then Job answered and said, I know it is so of a truth. But how should man be just with God? Let's ask the Lord's blessing. Our Father, we come before you this morning thanking you for the blessed privilege to be able to assemble ourselves together in your name. And Lord, we thank you for the blessed promise that you've also given where two or three are gathered together in my name. I'm in the midst of you. Lord, how our hearts are truly made tender knowing that you're here. Lord, would you have mercy on us and help us. Help, I pray, the preaching and Lord, the hearing. And may it be for the glory and honor of the Lord Jesus Christ and for these your people. Amen. You know, if there's ever been a question that every believer wants to hear again, wants to hear the answer to a question that Job asked after he heard Bildad, his friend, tell him, God's just. God is just. But Job said, I know what you're saying is right. I agree with you. Our God is a just God. And He's a Savior. He delights to show mercy. But here's here's my question. How? How should man be just? How should man be justified? How should man be right? How should man be clear with God? I was living in Tennessee 20 plus years ago, 30 years ago now when this incident happened. And there was a a bank robbery. And the robbers were actually cornered by the police there in the middle of a town just south of Nashville. And a shootout was going on. There was a, I mean, it was, it was, they had them hemmed up. And uh, while the shooting was going on, a, a police officer drove up in a, in a police car and didn't know where all the 
the robbers were. And one of the bank robbers saw this police officer very close. And when the police officer exited the vehicle, the robber stood up and was going to execute that police officer very, very close to him. And when he stood up, the other police officers just shot him and killed him. I was listening to the report on the radio concerning what had happened. And a judge had looked at the the case and saw all the circumstances and and, uh, it said on the, uh, the, the report said, and the judge ruled the shooting justified. Justified. When I heard that, I thought about this this passage of Scripture. He had looked at all the the circumstances, all the evidence. And here's, here's what it says. In light of everything that happened, did the man, was he shot? Yes. Did the police officers take guns and kill him? Yes. But in the light, in the sight of the law, the law found no guilt on their part. It was justified. Now when we say justified, this is what we're saying. That the law of God has looked upon the case. Everyone found in the Lord Jesus Christ is justified before the law. Here's what it says. No charge. No charge. No infraction of the law. No guilt before the law. Job asked, How? How should a man be just? I know there's coming a time. Romans 14.10 says, We're going to all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. In Matthew 25, 31-32, it says, When the Son of Man shall come in His glory and all the holy angels with Him, then shall He sit upon the throne of His glory, and before Him shall be gathered all nations, and He shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. This is what I know. We're going to stand before God. We're going to stand before the Lord. And I know that there's, there's, there's going to be an issue dealt with. God Almighty is going to deal with this issue of sin in that day of judgment. And whatever is, is issued as far as God's judgment, and God's right, He's right. And I know this, that in that day, Almighty God is going to deal fairly. And here's what I know. I know something of me. I know something of what I am. I don't know the the depth of what I am. I, I don't know if I could live with myself if I did. But I know this, I know that, that God is holy and He's righteous and He's just. And I know, I know from the Scriptures 
And I know something of myself. I know I'm a sinner. Isaiah 1, 5 and 6 declares what we are. I know, I, I know men say that there's a little good in all men. Well, here's what the Scripture says. The whole head is sick and the whole heart faint from the sole of the foot even unto the head there is no soundness in it. There's nothing stable. But wounds and bruises and putrefying sores, they've, all, they've, they've not been closed, neither bound up, neither mollified with ointment. So here's a question. How can he be clean that is born of woman? Now this is a good question. Job asked a good question. How should man be justified? With How should man be just with God? I, I know this. Having been taught something of the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ, knowing something about a man according to these Scriptures. Now this, this, is, this, is, what, this is what we got. What says the Scriptures? Doesn't matter what somebody else has got to say. I want to know what God has to say. I know that I cannot justify myself. Now knowing what the word justify means, I mean if I I mean I can excuse myself and just say, well I didn't mean it. And that wasn't my intention. That's not the issue. The issue is the law of God looking at me and saying, Cass, no charge. Well, I know. I know I can't justify myself. Job said in Job 9.20, if I justify myself, my own mouth shall condemn me. If I say I'm perfect, it, that is my mouth, shall also prove me perverse. My, if I say I can justify myself, my own mouth is going to show my corruption. It's going to show my wickedness. If a man or a woman thinks that he can undertake to manage his own state before God. Now there was a time I, th- I thought I could. I thought that I could I could manage my state, justify myself. All I had to do was just walk down the aisle. Well, that's what the preacher told me. Is there anybody here that wants to receive Jesus? Is anybody here not want to go to hell? Well, I didn't want to go to hell. Well, then come down the aisle and pray this prayer. He even told me what to pray. I mean, I didn't even have to think about it. I, he, he said, just say these words. Repeat after me. Did you mean them? Well, yeah, I meant them. I, I didn't want to go to hell. I wanted to go to heaven. I wanted to live in heaven. And so all I had to do is just walk down the aisle and pray the sinner's prayer. And now... The question would be asked to me now, do, don't you believe God? Well, sure, I'm not going to say I don't believe God. 
I, I believe God. Well, don't you believe that God wants to save you? Well, surely He wants to save me because He wants to save people that are sinners. So, I'm saved. And don't let Satan cause you to doubt. If you start feeling doubtful or anything like this, just remember that God loves you and wants to save you. And you've done the right thing. You let the light of the glory of God in the face of the Lord Jesus Christ shine in your heart. God teach you something about who God is and who you are. And you're going to know this. If I justify myself, my own mouth is going to condemn me. I know that according to Romans 3.20, therefore by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified. What does that mean? That means that there's not anything that I can do of myself, of my works, of my will, of my choice. There's nothing that I can do to be able to actually be found without guilt before God's law. I was conceived in sin. I came forth from my mother's womb speaking lies. I was done when I was born. And I couldn't change it. How, as I said a while ago, how can he be clean that's born of woman? We, we, we come forth from my mother's womb lost. And can't change it. It means that there's no act of man's ability that will be considered by God to be profitable in man's salvation. Why? Because as Isaiah said, from the sole of my foot to the crown of my head, I'm just I'm lost. I'm undone. Job fourteen four. Who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean. Then the Spirit of God gave Job the two words to answer it. Not one. Who can do that? Nobody. Not not being able to justify myself. Not looking to my own works of righteousness that I can do for salvation. That leaves a man, leaves a woman in themselves hopelessly lost, left to ourselves. But whenever the Lord has been pleased to shine, as I said a while ago, in the, in the, the heart, shine in our heart to give the light of the knowledge of glory of God. Before Paul was converted, Saul of Tarsus on the road to Damascus, you remember how much he trusted in himself? He was a Pharisee. Turn over to Philippians. You've read this. I know Brother Kevin's brought it up many, many times. Listen, listen to what Spirit of God moved upon Paul to admit. Now you talk about coming to a point to where a man's going to have to just be honest. He's going, God, God makes men make women honest about themselves. Paul said in Philippians 3, verse 
4 following. He said, Though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he hath whereof he might trust in the flesh, I more. Paul said, Listen, if, if anybody thought that they had something to brag on, if you thought you had some grounds, some bragging rights, he said, you didn't have any bragging rights. He said, I had bragging rights. If you thought you had something, he said, I more. He said, I was circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel. He said, I, I wasn't like Ishmael that was circumcised. He was a teenager when he was circumcised. Paul said, I was circumcised on the eighth day, on exactly the right day of the stock of Israel. He said, I, 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 I came my descent. He said, that, that one that wrestled with God, one the Lord when as the man, but it was the Lord that Jacob was wrestling with him. And, uh, and the Lord said to him, let me go. Jacob said, I won't let you go till you bless me. And he said, what's your name? He said, my name is Jacob, supplanter, liar, trickster, huckster, cheat. He said, not anymore. He said, you're Israel, a prince with God. Paul said, you think you got something to brag on? He said, I came from him. My lineage. From the stock of Israel. The tribe of Benjamin. Hebrew of Hebrews. He said, my mom and daddy, they weren't proselytes. They were true Hebrews. They wouldn't convert it over. As touching the law... I was of the strictest sect. He said, we, we were law keepers, law preachers and law keepers concerning zeal. He said, this group of people that was going around and talking, saying that by the deeds of the law shall no man be justified in his sight, that salvation was by grace through faith and that not of itself, those that were talking down the law of God, those Christians, concerning zeal, I persecuted the church. They were deserving of persecution. Touching righteousness, which is in the law. Now listen to this one. He said, I was blameless. You couldn't find anything, anything that I had done contrary to the revelation of that law. All of those, that law that was given, you know. But he said, but what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless, I count all things that I trusted in, but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ and be found in Him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law. Boy, there's a declaration of a man, woman has been set free. But that which is through the faith of Christ. The righteousness which is of God, 
by faith. Wasn't my righteousness. It was His imputed righteousness. There's, there's my hope before God. So He said, those things that were gained to me. So I know this. How should man be just with God? I can't justify myself. Secondly, I know this. God alone justifies the ungodly. Romans 8.33 Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Okay, I can't justify myself. God Almighty must justify, and I know, again, based on what the definition of justification is, that it is to be blameless. Not not any charge. If you've ever heard this statement, justification means just as if I had never sinned, would you throw that out? And don't say that anymore. It's not just as if I'd never sinned. Like one of my kids has done something. I'm going to just, you know, just pretend like they just didn't do it. I know they did it, but I'm just going to pretend like, no, sir. How should man be just with God? How should man that is born of woman, how can he be without charge, without blame? I can't do it myself and God must do it. Romans 3.24 says, Being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Alright, now I know from that scripture right there, it's through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Man has no hand in the pronouncement of righteousness and justness or cleanness before God. I know that. Here's my third and last point. Well, here's the question. This this point is in the form of a question. I can't justify myself. God must do it. Now, here's the question. How? 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 How should man be just with God? Well, I've got some good news. Now, here's the gospel. You want to you hear the, this, the gospel is not an offer. I'm not offering you anything. I'm going to declare unto you the gospel. This is how God justifies His people. How He has justified them. Let me say it like that. I know that Almighty God must have been the one who willed to justify a sinner. I know that. I've never talked God into anything. Moses 
Ask the Lord. In Exodus 33, 19. He said, Show me your glory. Show me your glory. And here was the Lord's answer. I, I know I don't. Uh, turn over there with me. You, you know, you said, well, I've read that before. That's good. Turn back. Exodus 33. The Lord said in verse 17, The Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken, for thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. Boy, don't those words just thrill your heart. You found grace in my sight. God looked, Scripture says in Genesis 6, 5, He looked, He saw that every imagination of the thought of men was only evil continually. You know who that includes? All of us. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. The Lord told Moses, I will do this also that thou hast spoken, for thou hast found grace in my sight. And I know thee by name. And Moses said, he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. And here's, here's the glory of the Lord revealed. Verse 19, he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee. And I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. And I will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. The Lord has revealed that His glory is shown sinners when God is pleased to show mercy and compassion to whomsoever he will. God Almighty, in His justification of His people, turn with me to Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1. The justification of His people did not begin in time. If you want to have something that will really help you. This was a help to me. Remember this this truth that was set forth by the Spirit of God through the prophet Malachi. I am the Lord. I change not. Therefore, you sons of Jacob are not consumed. Now, when the Lord said that He does not change, what that means is this. He doesn't change. He has never changed. If Almighty God looks upon any sinner in Christ, in mercy and compassion, He's always looked upon them in mercy and compassion. How do you know? I don't change, he said. 
He doesn't change. There's no shadow of turning with the Lord. So if you want to know what Almighty God has eternally thought, willed, purposed, what has He revealed right now that He thinks? He doesn't change. So the justification of a sinner was not something that began in time. It didn't begin in time. It wasn't that the Lord looked upon them in an unjustified state. He saw the Lamb slain from before the foundation of the world. Christ came into this world in time. In time, He did. And laid down His life for the sheep. That's who He died for. When did God see it? Before the foundation of the world. So if you want to know about this not beginning in time, listen to what the Spirit of God moved upon the Apostle Paul to write in Ephesians chapter 1. Verse, well, I'll start in verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. I had someone tell a friend of mine, he was my friend who was a believer, was telling him about the first chapter of Ephesians talking about God's electing grace and this well-meaning but wrong fellow that was going to correct him he said oh you're going to talk about election he said so you're from Ephesus from Ephesus then huh he said that's who that was written to that wasn't he said I said no no you just he just missed the first verse that's all he did Paul an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. You know who that encompasses? All of God's sheep. All of God's people. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ according as He hath chosen us in Him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to Himself, according to the good pleasure of His will, to the praise of the glory of His grace, wherein He hath made us accepted. Accepted. Now when was this? Before the foundation of the world. Accepted. In the Beloved, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of His grace, wherein He hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence. Listen to this merciful. He told us about it. That's what verse 9 says. Having made known unto us the mystery of His will, according to His good pleasure, which He purposed in Himself. So I I know this. Justification for God's people didn't start in time. The church, God's people, the sheep, the elect. Jeremiah 31.3 says, I've loved you with an everlasting love. I've always loved you. I've always loved you. Their names, Revelation 17.8. 
When were their names written in the Lamb's book of life? I tell you, when I was told that they were written. When they, you remember me telling you a while ago about me walking down the aisle? I always heard that there was a recording angel and there was a Lamb's book of life and it had a lot of blank pages yet to be filled. But when I, I gave my heart to Jesus, Marvin Stoniker, Marvin Stoniker wrote my name in. That's not what Scripture says. The Scripture declares that their names were written in the book of life from the foundation of the world. You think God's always known His people. Always been considered in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Betrothed. Betrothed you to myself. Everlastingly. Always. Always. That covenant of marriage between Christ and His bride. Eternally eternally established you know I, I can't even I can't even think eternally and you try to think eternally that which never had a beginning as far as your mind can go back I mean just it ain't far enough just keep going just keep going and it never ends as far as I can think but even when I get to the as far as I can think, it just don't stop. Betrothed. Everlastingly. Loved you. Everlastingly. I can't justify myself. God must do it. But how? 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 Should man be just with God? God that has revealed that He will by no means clear or hold guiltless the guilty well here it is here's going to come right down to it the Lord Jesus Christ said I am the way I am the way I'm the truth I'm the life the Spirit of God moved upon Job to write in Job 33:29, deliver him from going down to the pit I found a ransom when did he find the ransom? God never changes. Now when did he find it? He's always found it. Always found it. I want you to turn to 2 Corinthians 5.21 and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop on this right here. How should man be just with God? Here it is. verse 20 and 21 now then we are ambassadors for Christ as though God did beseech you by us we pray you in Christ's stead be you reconciled to God now this next verse of scripture is a passage and I've said this so many times let me preface what I'm getting ready to say I'm going to end it this first message with this after I make some comments on that I don't know how many of you ever heard of Brother Scott Richardson. Brother Scott Richardson pastor Katie Baptist Church that I pastor at now. Brother Scott was there for 50 years. 
there were two men that I so highly appreciated, loved, and esteemed. Brother Scott Richardson, Brother Henry Mahan. And the Lord was pleased to allow me the blessed privilege to be very, very dear friends with both of them. I considered myself to be dear friends to them. I don't know if they were to me. But if they were to me, I don't know if I was to them. But no, they were. They were. But Brother Scott, on this passage of Scripture right here, because what I'm about to tell you, I've said so many times, I hold my breath when I say what I'm about to say. But Brother Scott, not long before he passed away, I was there at Katie for seven years before the Lord was pleased to take him. And he, he was my pastor, Scott Richardson. And uh, Brother Scott told me this one time concerning this passage of Scripture. He said, Marvin, don't you ever try to tiptoe through the tulips. Don't you ever try to walk on thin ice when it comes to what our glorious Savior did for His people. Don't you ever back up from what this Scripture says right here. Never back up from this. This is a hope. He said, if what this Scripture is saying, if it's not saying what I know it's saying, and he said, I don't have any hope. How should man be just with God? Is man a sinner? Yes. Is he chargeable with that sin? Is he worthy of being charged? Let me say that. Yes, he's worthy of being charged. Does God charge him with it? Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Won't charge him with it. That's a blessed man. What happened? What happened? How? How should man be just with God? God who is just. How? God who will in no wise clear the guilty. Here's what happened. For he that is the Father hath made him, and to be is in italics. So it's just it's just added, but it, here's what it says. For he made him sin for us. Now listen to exactly what I'm saying, in case anybody ever tells you. I know what Marvin said. Marvin said that Christ was made a sinner. Marvin never said Christ was made a sinner. You know what a sinner is? A disobedient one. By one man's disobedience. What is, what is sin? It's transgression of the law. He's disobedient. Christ was never disobedient. He was made sin for us. Whenever the Lord Jesus Christ went to the cross... Whose sin was He bearing? He bore our sins in His own body. Who did He lay down His life for? The Lord said, and let God be true and let everybody else be a liar. John 10.15 I lay down my life for the sheep. Well, Aren't everybody really sheep? Turn over to John 10 for a minute. John 10. John chapter 10. John chapter 10 and verse 15 is where the Lord said, John 10, 15, As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. 
Who are the sheep? Well, they're His elect. They're the, the, the chosen. They're cho- Let me show you how the, the Spirit of God has distinguished the sheep. In John 10, 22, it was at Jerusalem, the Feast of the Dedication, it was winter. And Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Then came the Jews round about him and said unto him, How long dost thou make us to doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you believe not the works that I do in my Father's name. They bear witness of me. But ye believe not, because ye are not of my sheep, as I said unto you. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. For whom did Christ die? He died for those given Him by the Father in electing grace. That's who He died for. He died for them. Died for them. Did He die for the sins of everybody without exception? No. I lay down my life for the sheep 2 Corinthians 5.21 He hath made Him sin for us. What does that mean? That means that what we are by nature, we who miss the mark, we who are the guiltiness, Christ was made what we are. And hanging upon that cross. Now I'm going to take again. I'm going to take a big deep breath. Hanging on that cross before God. Before the law of God. Christ the holy, harmless Lamb of God. He who knew no sin himself. He wasn't a sinner. He was an obedient substitute for his people. He was an obedient redeemer of His people. He laid down His life for His people, His sheep. And hanging upon that cross was exactly what we are. Sin. That's where I told Brother Scott, I said, Brother Scott, he said, I know what you're going to say. He said, you want to be respectful, and I know that. But if Christ didn't become what I am, And God Almighty, in absolute justice, forsook Him. My God, my God. Why? Why hast Thou forsaken me? You know what the next verse is? For Thou art holy. You're holy. You're holy. He bearing the guilt of His people, being made sin, He hath made Him sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. Not in ourselves. How should a man be just with God? I can tell you what's going to happen. Almighty God, the Lord Jesus Christ, was made what I am. And He bore all of my sin, and not only mine, but for all that the Father had given him. Past, present, future, 
You mean He died for what I'm going to do tomorrow? Well, if He doesn't take me home today, what I'm going to do tomorrow? Yeah, He bore it. And paid the debt of it. God is a just God. And He paid the debt of it. And put it away. Put away the sin. Put it away. How far? As far as the east is from the west. Behind the back of God. I don't know, I don't know where it went. It, it, into a far country. The scapegoat. But he bore it away. And right now, Romans 8 1 says this. There is therefore no condemnation. There's no condemnation. There's no condemnation to them which be in Christ Jesus, which walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. How should a man be just with God? I've I've got to have my debt before God's law put away. I've got to have Almighty God do something for me that I can't do for myself. He's got to deal with my sin because He's just. And then... He must robe me in His righteousness. I have, in Christ, I have no debt to answer for. He paid the debt. Are you saying, Marvin, you're not a sinner? No, I'm not saying I'm not a sinner. If I say I'm without sin, I make God a liar. But I'll tell you this, I have no debt of it. I have nothing to pay for before God's law. Why? Christ bore it. Whenever Satan wants to come to me and accuse me, I can say, well, according to these Scriptures, He bore my debt. And He robed me in His righteousness. How can I know that I have any part in this? How can I know I have any part in this? I know what Scripture says. You know. Here's the answer. He that believeth on the Son. He that believeth not in himself, but he that believeth on the Son hath life. He that believeth not the Son hath not life. And the wrath of God abideth on him. How should a man be just with God? God's going to have to deal with his sin and robe him in the righteousness of Christ. And that's good news. I pray God bless this to our heart today. For Christ's sake, amen.